0: Welcome to Politics Done Right, again, direct from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, NetRoot Nations 2022. Today, I'm honored to have John Paul Mejia of the Sunrise Movement. John Paul, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today? Thank you so
1: much. I'm doing really great. Great talking
0: to folks. It's great to have you here. Please tell me a little bit about the uh, Sunrise Movement. What is it?
1: So the Sunrise Movement is a youth movement that is building a massive number of young people who want to solve the climate crisis and do it in a way that creates millions of jobs in the process. Sunrise is best known for Putting forward a solution on climate known as the Green New Deal, Uh which essentially solves climate change and creates millions of jobs in the process. And it's centered in a vision of economic
0: and racial justice. Now, I mean, a lot of people complain about the Green New Deal as it's going to cost jobs or it's pie in the sky or, you know, we are never going to get off of fossil fuels because the, the performance of green energy is not that of fossil fuels. What do you tell those people?
1: They're talking about climate for the first time ever. Right. Uh, I mean, actually, one of the very good point. One of the incredible things is that, you know, for a very long time, um, you know, the fossil fuel industry by, you know, buying media, by buying pundits, by buying politicians sort of cornered the debate on climate change. In a place of whether it was real or not for decades. And. You know, you had most of, you know, Democratic politicians and an activist base talking about the climate crisis in such a way. Right. When right. Sunrise and other movements for justice and democracy came out with a vision of climate that was forward facing, right? That said, sure, we want to stop the climate crisis, but you know what? We want to do it in a way that also empowers people and creates millions of jobs. And you know what? We do want it to be a massive sweeping thing because people haven't had um, loads of opportunities in this country for a very long time that's when we sort of shifted the debate on the climate crisis and our opponents then started talking about it in our frame, right? And so none of those things are true. No, but, no, but it's important <laughs> but, what
0: you said. You, yeah. it, it is something that I think the, the, the youth have understood that a lot of the older folks don't. If you are If you are playing the game on their platform, they have the upper edge and you're always on the defensive. If you force them to play it on your fields, it's like, Uh, So what do you do when the planet burns? So what do you do when the floods come? So what do you do? So continue, please. Thank you.
1: Exactly. No, I mean, it's exactly that point. Um, You know, it's about, for for a very long time, uh, the sort of conversation on climate change was hinged on whether it was real or not. But also, the base of people who were talking about it were, it was pretty limited. It was a pretty limited base. It was mostly you know, mostly white folks. They were mostly upper middle class, full-time advocates, environmentalists that spoke about climate change in a way that was based on Polar bears or parts per million, which is something that doesn't directly...
0: I mean, there's a direct word for that in an in elitist
1: fashion. Right, exactly. And so it's it's far off, right? It doesn't connect to people. Right. How am I going to give a shit about a polar bear exactly. or something called PPM when I'm facing, you know, a job that can't pay enough or right. when I'm worried about whether my like kid of right. color is going to come back home safe or right. not? And so what would it mean for you actually to engage in a vision of climate policy that not only tackles the crisis at the speed, scope and scale, right? And the the sort of large amount that you actually need to tackle it at, but also in one that brings people together. Because you fundamentally know that in order to change the U.S. economy like you need it to change, you need mass movements. Right. The, the times when those things has happened harken right. back to the New Deal, right. it wasn't brought forward by a couple benevolent senators or a cool president. Right. It was massive amounts of people on the streets and politicians who would replace those who didn't agree with those movements right. that made the change happen. And so the idea behind the Green New Deal is to offer a solution that's rooted in everyone's life, right? Who, you know, wants to grow up or wants their kid to grow up on a burning planet? Right. No one. But who also wants to create millions of good union jobs? Right. Who wants, you know, federal investment on climate justice to go to their communities? Who wants the ability to design the world that they want to grow up in? That's what the Green New Deal is about. And that's why it's such an honestly genius intervention to be made. Right. Um, And its sort of political history after that moment follows that.
0: But of course, it has to be sold on the grassroots level, bottom up, in such a fashion. It's amazing uh, uh, the way you say that, because it's important for folks to realize every time we've had any change in the way the economy has functioned, uh, it has always waited for the plutocrats to come on in and monopolize and profit on it. Uh, What I love about the Green New Deal and specifying justice in there is that we're not going to allow this massive change in the economic structure not to include everybody, right. whereas all the capital flows upwards. Now, it's uh, you have a task ahead of you, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of money from the plutocrats that are going to be in there uh, actually trying to confuse the same people that you are trying to talk to. And they may have more bang for the buck, but you may have more social interaction that, it, that generally... Flesh to flesh contact is a lot more powerful than than seeing in that every day. So, what what's your plan of action going forward to compete with what's about to hit you?
1: Yeah, I mean, or what is hitting you? Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely the case, right? The fossil fuel industry and loads of folks, loads of folks who are really friendly to it have massive amounts of organized money, right? Um, and that is that is a very large obstacle. Um, however, the only thing that can be organized money is organized people. Exactly. And the idea of having a social movement is exactly that. Exactly. Um, by getting across to people and actually doing the hard work of, right. you know, talking to voters, talking to your neighbors, talking to your friends, talking to your family and getting them in on this vision, it's much harder for someone who's paid off in the media or a politician to suddenly you know, penetrate that person because they're someone who cares about them and someone who they care for is reaching them first. Right. And so that's the beauty of a social movement. And that's been the history of Sunrise. Sunrise.
0: Again, you said it's a youth movement. It's a youth. It's it's mostly comprised of youth. Your president, everything I imagine uh, are young people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, um, how big are you? Where are you based?
1: Sunrise is has a chapter structure, which Uh means that there are Um, independently run chapters throughout the entire United States. So there's more than 300 chapters across the United States. Um, there's a couple here in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, the national organization supports these chapters and runs federal campaigns. Right. Um, And we, our history really started in 2018. So in 2018, or prior to 2018, actually, um, there was a big realization that on the climate issue, we were losing. Obama came into office and had, you know, at a given year, majorities in Congress, Right. right? And he expressed with these majorities intent to get a climate bill across the finish line. That's when this bill known as Waxman-Markey, the right. first climate bill that could have made it across the right. finish line, became a thing. It passed the House, but didn't even come up for a vote in the Senate. Right. And there was a lot of question at that moment as to why, would, why did that happen, right? You, you know have why. Democratic majorities. Yeah. And the research was really interesting, right? There was, an, there was broad popular support for the bill. But what actually was able to tank it was obviously organized money, but also a small and vocal movement of Tea Party conservatives who were able to limit the conversation on climate. And so once that bill was was lost, some people got really serious and said, you know what, we're going to need a social movement to actually get this across the finish line and not just one that... Focuses on you know turning people out and having and changing public opinion, but one that also directly engages with power. Right. And so we spent a while in 2018 coming up with a plan. Right. Sure, elect Democrats who care about climate change, but don't stop there. Elect better Democrats. That's when folks in our movement and folks adjacent to our movement recruited a young Congresswoman or soon-to-be Congresswoman, just bartender at the time in the Bronx, AOC. Uh, Recruited her to the yes. And other folks who would be able to run on this on this idea. And then around came the 2018 midterms. Democrats recaptured their majorities. And, you know, there was this big headline that came out in the Hill that said it it read something like Democrats dampen hopes for action on climate change. I
0: I remember that distinctly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And at that moment, we said, all right, here's what we need to do. We're going to need to make an intervention in the Democratic Party. And we're going to do it as soon as they win the midterms. So the first thing we did was have a massive sit-in with At loads Nancy of young people with Nancy Pelosi's yeah, office, office yeah. joined by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right. which is the first time anyone started hearing of this thing called a Green New Deal. Right. Two years later, every presidential candidate on the debate stage in 2019 or 2020 was asked about their stance on right. the Green New Deal. And the conversation on climate was entirely shifted. Right. Fast forward to 2022. Now, for the first time, nearly a decade after Waxman-Markey failed, you have a moderate president. Because, you know, remember, Joe Biden is still the president of the United States. Got his agenda essentially butchered. But the one thing that remained was, was climate spending. Exactly. And it's not great. It's not it's magnificent. Not the best, but, but it's the. Billion exactly.
0: Is not a, it's, it's quite a bit.
1: And it's, it's the first ever piece of climate legislation right. that makes it past the Senate and to the president's desk in right. US history. And that's the movement that you were able to build in four years with a lot of learning from folks who came before, but nonetheless, a strategy that both harnesses a social movement, targets a party, and is focused on
0: winning power. Well, look, uh, Jean-Paul Mejia, that was excellent. You guys keep up your great work because I tell you what, we need young people engaged. Because after all, this is the planet we're leaving for you. Thank you
1: so much. It was great being here. Thank you.